What will I find in my travels, on my trip where the bricks turn red? Will I find more shocking reveals when I enter the house of the dead? All stories lead to somewhere, Adam Farmer. And this is where ours leads. There is truth to be found and stories to be told for the voices cursed by silence. What for me will the future hold on this path broken with violence? Because this man went on to take the place of the wizard. This man is the ruler of Emerald City and the rest of Oz. You mean this man is Ray Ravenwood? Yes, that damn scarecrow. Stories to tell as I follow the thread with all my being and core. What will I find when the bricks turn red? Simply the truth and nothing more. From the wonderful land of Oz, this is Fiction Crime Time. I'm your host, Adam Farmer. Now, before I get into anything else, I want to apologize for the delay of this episode. As many of you have heard from mine and the podcast social media, I had some medical stuff that needed dealing with over the past few weeks. My lungs spontaneously collapsed, and I needed surgery. Thankfully, the surgery went well, and I'm quickly recovering. I want to send my thanks to all the nurses and doctors who invested their time into getting my lung back to normal so I can get back to doing this. You see, in life, things happen suddenly. A lung can collapse without warning, or a house can fall from the sky. Maybe Leo was right about one thing. Life is just one big story, with twists and turns and surprises. But I also want to thank you all who sent your prayers and support over the past few weeks. Like, you guys are just awesome and it really means a lot to me, so thank you all. And now I am almost back to normal. That is, of course, my normal. I've been using this time of recovery to look back over the case, to see what has been answered, to see what still needs to be answered, and to find some sort of resolution. Now, I know I said that this was going to be the final episode of Season 1, and I spent this time to try and tie up these loose ends and try and find some sort of resolution for you guys. Now, as many of you have heard in the last episode, a lot of stuff has emerged when Leo Cowardice told his story. I'm almost thankful for this medical delay because now not only can we unpack all that was revealed, but we can go over the hearings that have been taking place over the past few weeks. Now in Oz, all hearings are private and closed to the public to avoid any public interference. And because of this, the hearings have gone by fairly quickly. There's also other reasons why the hearings went by fairly quickly. Nick Chopper was the first to be tried. He was charged with the murder of Bruno Bacchus, the mass murder of the dogs, accidental manslaughter of the bees, and aiding and abetting. Now his trial was, as I said, fairly quick, because he pleaded guilty to all charges, and he was quickly sentenced to serve life at Ducati Central Prison. Leo Cowardice was charged with aiding and abetting. He pleaded guilty also to all charges, 
and he was sentenced to nine years at Ducati Central Prison. His time was reduced to five years thanks to his confession assisting with the arrest of Ray Ravenwood. Ravenwood, the Scarecrow, was charged with the mass murder of all the crows and aiding and abetting. He began the hearing with a plea of not guilty. He had an army of lawyers defending him, but after Leo Cowardice was brought to the stand and gave his testimony, Ravenwood quickly changed his plea to guilty. He was sentenced to serve life at Ducati Central Prison. Three criminals, finally behind bars, and many victims brought justice. But what of Dorothy? What about Ebony? Will she eventually have justice? The OBI and many law enforcement agencies are still searching the whole of Oz to find at least a hint of where Dorothy went but it seems as though she literally disappeared without a trace. Authorities questioned Glinda, the Witch of the South, about Dorothy's disappearance. If y'all recall from the very beginning, Dorothy disappeared while in Glinda's castle. But Glinda said that she had no idea where Dorothy was. She couldn't even say how she disappeared. She was just there, and then she wasn't. I think about all of this as I wonder where to go from here. I feel like the case isn't over until we find Dorothy, but is that ever going to happen? I mean, there has been no sign of her since her disappearance. I keep looking forward, wondering if there is something right in front of me that I'm missing. Then I think, maybe in order to look forward, I need to look back. Go back to the beginning, where it all started, before Dorothy was even in the picture. Back to Ebony and her silver slippers. I looked back over Ebony's notebook to see if there's something I missed. Not as to how she made the slippers, but some sort of explanation as to why she went so far to make those slippers. Yes, we do know it was to show her sister Ivory that she was stronger. But in her passage on the page explaining the slippers, she said, quote, this will show them all. This hints to the fact that Ivory wasn't the sole purpose behind the slippers. There rarely is only one purpose behind anything people do. It's normally a buildup of certain events, some even dating back to childhood. These events fill up a bottle inside of us, and when that bottle is full, it bursts. And who knows how far someone would go after that. It is my belief that the slippers weren't solely for ivory, but they were the result of a combination of events which caused that bottle in ebony to burst. Looking back, this bursting may have been the inciting incident for this whole case. I mean, if it wasn't for those slippers, Dorothy would not have such a hold on people. Leo himself said that he didn't believe he, Chopper, or Ravenwood would have committed those crimes if they were in their right minds. The slippers brought out this darkness in them. So, what sort of darkness was Ebony harboring that made her create such a spell? Mr. Farmer, it's Mayor Brownian of Munchkinland. Do you have a moment? I wasn't expecting this call from the mayor, especially after all the stuff I brought up about Ebony and their history. But something 
very interesting was revealed. Recently, I had a moment of clarification. I don't know how to explain it. I remembered why Ebony and I broke up in the first place. I remembered all the fights and how she made me feel. I never wanted to get back with her, but why did I? I can't seem to find the answer to that question. All I remember is hating her one moment and loving her the next. I guess I'm calling you because maybe you can explain to me why I feel this way. What happened to me? The pieces were slowly coming together. It was beginning to make sense. When Mare Berwinian and Ebony broke up, she didn't have the shoes. When they got back together, she had the shoes. My theory, which was slightly confirmed, is that Ebony used the slippers on Berwinian, possibly as just a test run. She may not have even wanted to get back together with him. She just wanted to show him her power. That may have been the new discovery she was bringing him back to her house to show him. She was going to reveal to him that she had a hold on him and power over him. I explained this theory to Marebrowinian, and he didn't seem very happy about it. He's a man of control, of power. And if he doesn't have it, then his power is lost, and he feels like he is nothing. Which makes my theory make more sense. Ebony had wrongs that needed righting. Who knows how many wrongs and who else she had plans for. But from what I can tell, Marebrowinian was the only one who Ebony used the slippers on. The only one who had come forward, at least. Now, after saying all of that, I want to clarify that I'm not victim-shaming. I don't blame Ebony for the killings because of her slippers. Yes, there are other outlets she could have turned to, such as therapy, knitting, or woodworking. Personally, I prefer writing poetry to keep my bottle from bursting. Basically, I understand that Ebony went through a lot. Her parents being killed in the fire, growing up in an orphanage, facing adversity as an alchemist in a witch's world, and dealing with the resurgence of her sister. That doesn't make the creation of the slippers okay, but that also doesn't mean I blame her for what happened afterwards. It was Dorothy's decision to use the slippers to kill. But this does point out one fact that I seem to have felt in the beginning. This case revolved around those slippers. It simply started with being just a debate on their color, whether they were ruby or silver, and it turned out they were simply one and the same. Silver stained ruby red with blood. Then we discovered that the slippers were magical, had the power to control a person's motives. This fact was key to the investigation and key to the trials of Chopper, Cowardice, and Ravenwood. We had the answer from the beginning, but we didn't know at the time. We may never know the full extent of why Ebony made these objects that caused so much grief in Oz, but maybe we can answer some other questions that remain. Being entirely honest, I don't believe we will ever know exactly what happened to the wizard. 
Not even Ravenwood had any answers, even though he was the one who took the wizard's place. The people of the Emerald City have created a sort of legend around him, thanks to some articles in the newspaper. The story is that the wizard was brave and powerful, and that he saw the danger of Dorothy. So, in true wizardly fashion, he constructed a balloon-powered mechanism to transport Dorothy away from Oz. He knew the sacrifice he needed to make. He was going to lure Dorothy into the balloon and take her to a land in the sky where they will be forever trapped. But something went wrong. Dorothy smelled the plot and escaped the balloon as it was taking off. Unable to control it, the wizard was taken to the land in the sky, sacrificing himself for the whole of Oz. That is, of course, the legend. We don't know the whole of the truth. As I stated in an earlier episode, Winces claimed that the wizard said he was visiting a family member, but the legend twisted that story to be simply a tactic to lure Dorothy into the balloon and reduce her suspicions. But we don't know for certain. Chopper, Cowardice, and Ravenwood all claim they don't remember what happened during that time. Like I said before, the only people who know for certain are Dorothy and the wizard. And they're both gone. Possibly forever. The main question that keeps tormenting me is... Will the people of Oz ever have closure without the capture of Dorothy, or the discovery of the wizard? To this I say, I don't know. There is a difference between closure and moving on. Closure is what it sounds like. The close. The end of a book, a story, or even a podcast. Is this the end of the story? I don't know. Maybe something will be revealed in a few months or even years or decades that will finally bring this case to a close. But I think, until then, the people of Oz will find a way to move on. The Munchkins will have their monument to Ebony. The Bobcats will have their peace treaty in the memory of Bruno. The Winkies will have their feasts in memory of the Castle Guard and Ivory. And the whole of Oz will have their legend of the Wizard of Oz. You see, I've said it many times. The victims may not be with us, but their stories live on. Through the legends, feasts, and podcasts. No, I don't think closure is possible. Not with Dorothy still out there on the loose. But I do believe that the people of Oz will find a way to move on. I think some mothers will be holding their children to them a little bit tighter tonight. Families will gather around the fireplace and simply be with each other. Daughters will call their mothers simply to say, I love you. Tragedy changes people. That is a simple fact. Whether it be a good change or a bad change. I have faith in the people of Oz that these tragedies will bring good change, bring people closer together. So where do I go from here? I'm finished in Oz. 
There is nothing left to report on. I don't think Dorothy will be found. Not here, at least. Dorothy can travel between worlds like me. And I don't think she's in this one. But there's no way to determine which world she went to. So we just have to wait until she resurfaces. It may be days or even years. But I have assurances that I'll be contacted when she does. It's sort of bittersweet leaving Oz. I feel like there's more to uncover, but there's nothing. Nothing more to find. We have all the answers we can get. I trust the OBI to proceed in the search for Dorothy. I will be keeping an eye out in my travels for if she ever pops up. But now it's time for me to leave. I say my goodbyes to everyone, and they all try to convince me to stay, but I give them all the same answer. I can't stay because if I do, I fear I won't be able to leave again. I feel so attached to this land and its people already, but I have obligations, other cases that need to be solved. I remain for a few days, then I finally leave Oz. There's no place like home. When I got home, I went through my mail. There was certainly a lot since I've been gone for a while. But one letter catches my eye. It's addressed to me, but it has no return address. I quickly open it up and read what's written on the paper, and my heart starts beating faster. I can't believe it. I never thought I would see this again, but here it is. Could this be my chance to finally find a way there? To a world I'd never been able to go to before? I look down at the paper, which simply has one word written on it in manic, scribbled handwriting. The word reads, Neverland. My friends, it has been a journey. And I can't wait to find out what's in store in Season 2. Now, we will be taking a break for some time as we prepare for Season 2, but don't you worry. We will have special bonus episodes and even a Q&A episode where we pull back the curtain and you send in your questions for me and maybe some of our cast members to answer. It's going to be a fun time and I hope you stick around for it and bring your friends. Make sure to share us and follow us on social media. Our handles are in the description below. And if you like what we do here, consider pledging your support. I have some merch ideas planned, but I can't start making them without your support and knowing people will actually buy them. So click the support link and choose the amount you want to support. All of that finally being said for the last time in season one. Remember that everyone has a story to tell. So don't be shy. Go out and tell yours. Thank you for listening.